Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode three of the Bench Mob Podcast. I am your host, Antonio. We realize through help of friends and family uh, that have comments on the show, we did not introduce ourselves to y'all at all. Some of y'all already know us, but for the rest of y'all around the world, since this will go global, you guys do not know us. Uh, I'm Antonio Burnett. I have a nine to five. I play basketball um, and I love to eat. Mm. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Miles. Boom. Montclair, New Jersey resident, you know, best town in Jersey, but that's for another day. Um, (laughs) Okay. All right. All right, man. Yo, uh, yo, I sell cars. (laughs) Prefer auto sales. Yo, I'm behind on my bonus this month. I need everybody coming through. Um... Yeah, that's how I'm gonna introduce myself. Animal Hooper too. So go ahead, go ahead, Tonyo. Start it off. <laughs> Free promo right there. Free promo. Free promo. Free, my owner gonna have to pay me a little bit more for that too. Oh yeah, just, of course. Can you put like my uh the uh, yeah the job? Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Put that in there. Yeah, yeah. And Definitely should boss know so we can get our first uh paid subscription right mm, there. Paid advertising. You feel me? All right, we gonna hop right into it. Uh, as y'all know, dunk contest happened. Um, Aaron Gordon did not win it. Derrick Jones Jr. won it. Uh, a lot of people say he was snubbed on it. Specifically, you know, he has something to say about it. Of course, Aaron Gordon. <clears throat> what was your thoughts on it? Do you feel like he was snubbed? Do you think the dunk contest was better this year? Uh, Eric Gordon said, jumping over somebody that's seven foot five. what did I get, a 47? Come on, man, what are we doing? It's a wrap, bro. I feel like I should have had two trophies. Was Aaron Gordon snubbed? I think that it was a good dunk contest. It was better than the last three because you couldn't even tell me who was in it, mm-hmm. the last mm-hmm. three. But Derek Jones, Aaron Gordon, they both showed out, went off. Um, they were really just going to keep dunking until they, they picked a winner. Mm-hmm. Honestly. That's what they should have did. And I think that's why they finally just decided, all right, we're going to dock Aaron Gordon, even though that was a good-ass dunk over Taco. They They docked him a little bit and – but he didn't even really clear him though. He that's sure that's why. Didn't. That's why. That's why I say. I mean, I I, I guess he feel like he still got snubbed, but on that dunk, mm, he, he didn't clear him. him. He didn't clear him. Like he literally pressed him down. It's not like he he grazed him or anything. He pushed him down basically. You know what I'm saying? So he should have yeah, jumped over Dwight or something. But he might have. They probably had dinner plans and whatnot. So you know. Nah, Dwight wouldn't have been that as impressive, would it? I mean, if he would have cleared him, yeah. Taco fall, yeah, a little bit taller, so. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was a good dunk contest. But did he get snubbed is the question. He got snubbed? I don't think so, just because he ain't clear. So. If he cleared, then yeah, but he didn't clear him, so I don't think it was a snub. <clears throat> also, that happened during All-Star break. You know, they had the different Kobe Bryant tributes from – uh Jennifer Hudson to Common, who killed it. Um, Kenny Smith had a whole little video tribute that he had towards him. Um, Jamal Crawford had some comments on it. He said, I hope people that saw Common at All-Star that may not have known him as well go through his catalog and see how dope he's been. So he definitely was doing his thing, spoken word, rapping, however you want to view it. Um, what were your thoughts on the Kobe Bryant tributes? I didn't catch everything from it. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't catch everything from it. But uh, I did hear Commons. Um, I did hear Commons poetry. I saw him uh, talk about Kobe. And then I saw when he did the Dwayne Wade thing as well, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was fire when Dwayne Wade got emotional about that as well, too. But I didn't really catch it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't catch it all either. But I'm sure everybody did there. Their thing, you know. I heard Jennifer Hudson. She, she was Jennifer singing. Hudson, she, she can, can sing. sing. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. She may not do all the extra performing like some artists, but hands down, she can sing with the best of them. Hey, at least it's not like Fergie. Huss. I'm glad they didn't have Fergie come out and do a, <laughs> a, a Fergie. tribute. I'm glad they have. Why Fergie. you disrespecting Fergie? Why Fergie can't do no one? I'm glad they ain't have a. Jennifer Jennifer Lopez or any of them come out. <laughs> 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 it's 
speaking of terrible acts, uh, I know y'all had to see it on Twitter, even though y'all ain't see it live. You always keep Shaka on Twitter. Khan's rendition. What were y'all thoughts on Shaka Khan's rendition? Was it as bad as Fergie's? We didn't need it. <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, nah, it's not as bad as Fergie. Shaka Khan don't get no pass? It wasn't good. Okay, so cut. So bad. because she a legend, she get a pass? I feel as though you a legend, you should know better. You've been singing since uh, Martin Luther King been alive. She can't get no pass. That's all I'm saying. Nah, like she practiced that, sung it, looked in the mirror, said, yeah, this is, this saw, is it right she here. She thought it was it. I mean, I guess shout out to the confidence. Uh, she sang quote, it in front of her dogs or something. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't give her enough feedback. To a quote that I found uh, pretty comical to me. Eric Perry from NBC 12 said, I love Shaka Khan and she is truly I'm every woman. But it sounded like all of those women were trying to come out during that vocal performance. <laughs> I think that definitely accurately uh, explains that rendition right there. Um, I just, yeah, it was bad. I, Old Canada kind of sounded better than, mm. than that in just my humble opinion right there. We, we can agree to that. Yeah. She, we can agree to that. She could have left it. I mean, I think you think about it, the best one ever, I wasn't even old enough to remember, but I've seen it, was the Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye's rendition was hands down top three. But that's different. That was back when everybody was just so smooth. Like, Marvin Gaye was probably one of the smoothest dudes out there. Super smooth. He made that into, like, a a sexy-ass song, the national anthem. I got to listen to it. Wait, you've never heard it? You older than everybody here. You never heard it? Yo. Yo, stop bullying me, yo. (laughs) No, I really really never heard it. Now I got to go home and do my Google, so. Wow, that's that's, that's different. Hold up. You know who Marvin Gaye is, right? Yeah, I got a picture where I look just like him. Really? For real. Oh, you got to send that so we can put that on the video. I got an orange hat on just like him. Oh, yo. Okay. Okay. All right, that's hard for me to be. You looking like Marvin Gaye? Just like Pops. Uh, Pops. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you for real. All right, cool. Um, <clears throat> this segment, we're going to talk about my segment, my personal uh, favorite, where I shout out a team or I shout out a player that's like a bench mob, you know, bench mob mentality. Um. We had the All-Star break, so it wasn't any games that went on or anything like that, but I'd like to shout out um, Bam out of Bayou. We have a... That's my guy right there. We have a uh, fellow co-host here who questioned his even ability to be a part (laughs) of the competition. He didn't even understand why he was a part of it, and he won it. So I believe we already have a shout out to Bam, you know, a friend of the podcast. He obviously was listening and you gave him extra motivation. So for Didn't me, I apologize for this uh, last time? And shout out to Johan p- for putting that extra battery in his back. Yeah, like, but this is my just, you did apologize, but this is my underdog, my bench mob moment of the week right here because he was not. Shout out to Bam for winning the um, skills competition. That's great. Wow. Still, Still trying won't. to do Still won't take the Still heat over there. Still won't take the heat uh, through the east. So, all right, we're we're not going to touch on that. I'm not topic hating. Again. I'm not hating though. I, we're you're you're right. We're not going to touch on that topic again. Um, <laughs> speaking of success and underdogs and bench mob, uh, the Knicks have not tasted success in a very long time. Um, I know that was completely opposite of what we were talking about, but I just felt that was a good transition to, uh, you know, opposites, opposites attract. Mm -hmm. Um, The Knicks currently are in the search for a head coach, and it's rumored right now that one of the top candidates will be Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau and Knicks, as a loyal Knicks fan, um, ranked in the top three of Knicks fans right under Spike Lee. 
we have to ask our Knicks expert on the show. How would you feel about Tom Thibodeau being a the head coach for your squad? Oh, yeah, who also used to coach your squad. Mm-hmm. How would you feel? I mean, first I would want to see who else is out there before <laughs> going with, <laughs> like this, with Thibodeau. This is the only option? Yeah, this is the only option, but... Um, I mean, yeah, if he could come in and help us win some games, because, you know, it's been rough. Well, this season is done for y'all, Taint. Not this season, oh, okay. clearly. Okay. That wouldn't make any sense. Okay. I mean, he could help the Timberwolves. or No, we, we, could, we don't got him no more. We could. But, I mean, <laughs> you, you you know who's out there, though. You got rumor right now, the top three candidates y'all have is Thibodeau. And Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. Say Mark Jackson. I wouldn't mind ha- <clears throat> having Jeff Van Gundy come back, honestly. Jeff Van Gundy. What's your thoughts about Tibbs and a New York marriage? You know no, he, he's I'm not, not going to have that. anything positive to I'm say. I'm not feeling that. Why? What, what's wrong with that marriage right there? Thibodeau is low-key the reason why Derrick Rose had his injury. That's how I feel. Mm. That's, uh, a, that's, that's a, a strong, strong take, take right there. That's a strong take. That's a strong take. You don't... Nobody, think, nobody agree with me, or you don't I'm, think it was or I'm skip Bayless on this one too. You don't think it was upper management that had played a role in that? Because mm, nah, Derrick Rose, right? he in charge of minutes, right? Hey, you know upper management. If they tell you to play this player, if you want to keep your job, you gonna play him. But they gonna play him all those minutes though. Look, if you look at the history of the Chicago organization, typically upper <laughs> management don't do their job. That's why they're looking for the clear house now. Mm. So I, yeah. I don't think you could put all that on eh, Tibbs. I'm gonna still put it on. Him. <laughs> I'm gonna still put it on him. Uh, nah, because I think the Knicks. I mean, even though I get on the Knicks a lot, they still got a future. I just want the. Uh, I just want Dolan out of that for real. Yeah, that's not happening. That I, if I that that happened, happen. I've given up on that. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. I mean, I don't see. I don't see any success without him. Without uh, with him being in the in house. So I think the day that we see Dolan out of house is when we get our forty acres and our mule. Um, that's an even stronger take right there. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> What's your main reason behind though? You don't want tips now. Just to paint picture for you, it's more than likely that he will be the coach because you guys did hire Leon Rose as your president of basketball operations, who used to be see work for a creative artistry agency. Former client of CAA is Tom Thibodeau, mm-hmm. Leon Rose. That connection is there. Everybody think that's pointing towards that connection, that marriage. What's your main reason behind why you don't want Tibbs? I mean, everywhere you've gone, you kind of see that he, he likes to put heavy minutes on his, his stars. And some places it, it could work, but... With him, he just wears them out to the point where, by the end of the season, they're just they're just worn. They're just that's what happened with D Rose. Like like Johan said, he wore D Rose out. He tried to do the same with Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy's a dog, so it didn't work. But I don't know. I think with Tibbs, I mean, this time off, he might have a, a different impression on how to coach. Mm-hmm. And how he should coach in this new new league, so maybe he'll scale back on the minutes of of some of the stars, or you know, that's the thing. Y'all management. don't have any. Y'all don't have any stars, so it's com- they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Y'all don't have any stars. Oh wait, R J not a star? Come on, come we're on. not considering R J a star right now. No, not right now, but he's definitely as a nineteen year old. So definitely about Tibbs valuable. will be there next year. Uh huh. He's not going to be a star. He's not a star this year. He won't be a star over the summer suddenly. So they have no stars right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Who, who's a star on the Knicks? So we're just going to overlook RJ? Like, he, he's going to be good. He he's wasn't be... in the top 80 uh, votes for All-Star. What? That's... He's no near All-Star. Okay. What rookies made the All-Star team this year? This year? We're talking about this year, right? And it's a popularity contest anyway, so it's like... That that's what we're going we gonna to run with that, popularity mm, contest? If that's the case, then Alex Caruso would have made the All-Star team. That's a but, fact. He would have made it. 
So we're gonna we're gonna blame R.J. Barrett not being valid right now as a star on the popularity contest. Nah, it's, you got to work at it. I'm gonna touch on that in, in my segment. It's it's good. <laughs> we we good. You got it. Speaking of coaches, uh, as y'all know, Tibbs was fired in Minnesota. Um, speaking of, this wasn't a firing. Uh, this was a very different situation. Uh, the Cavs coach, John Beeline, uh, about a month ago now at this point, he slipped up and called his players thugs. And, you know, he came out and apologized. And it seemed as if it was water under the bridge. But that is not the case, unfortunately. Just uh, today, it was official that John Beeline decided to resign as the Cavs coach. And they plan on... Not firing him, they plan on putting him in a different role with the organization. Um, part of what happened, which they say is a factor of why he had to resign, the Cavs players, shout out to them for being petty for whoever it is, Petty Kings, they decided after his comments to have a playlist with the word thugs in all the songs. So they played songs such as Trick Daddy's I'm a Thug, Bone Thugs in Harmony, Thug is Ruggish, Tupac's Thugs Manson, and many more. Mm. Knowing he apologized, the players seemed as if they knew it was an accident, but they decided to continue to, you know, throw a little bit more salt on the wounds. What's your thoughts on <laughs> John Beeline resigning? Um, do you think the Cavs players went too far? Um, do you think they should take some more responsibility with how bad their record is? What's your thoughts on it? <clears throat> I think the whole thing is funny to me. Like, just being petty like that, I think it's funny. Um, when first my boy said they, oh, 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 oh they were they were playing lazy like slugs. <laughs> Get out of here, man. You think he really meant to say slugs or he meant to say thugs? Which one do you... Let's start with that first. Um, yeah, I'm interviewing now. Yeah, which, what do you think? I think he honestly probably slipped up. My thing, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, even if he did say thugs. like Because like I heard a couple people, like Charles Barkley was like, um, if he did say thugs, it would be false anyhow because they're not playing like thugs. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they could take offense to that, but I get in this, you know climate of you better watch what you say especially racially mm -hmm. it was it can be misconceived that way mm -hmm. but i don't think it was that big of a deal you know like y'all playing like thugs i mean i feel like if doc Rivers said that to his team and he wouldn't have to apologize for it just because it's like it's a, another black man saying something to predominantly black players mm -hmm. on his team but if a white man or a white coach is saying this to his players, then they're not going to receive it well. They're going to take it like you're... I think it's just a little bit... It's a um, touchy subject. It's a touchy subject. I don't think it's that serious, but I think it's just a little... Uh, I'm not obviously in the NBA, obviously, um, but I just think it's a little bit of the immature side to have the players have re released that information anonymously. Like, this was a conversation in the locker room. This wasn't mm -hmm. out in the open. So how did they get out to ESPN and TNT and all the sports outlets that, oh, he called us thug? Yeah. Ain't nobody else supposed to know that. That's the conversation we had in the, in the locker room. And I heard a lot of former players, their perspectives on it. Like, coaches have said way worse in the locker room, and it stayed in the locker room. Like, we men, you, it is what it is. He didn't say anything racial or anything out of pocket where it's disrespectful to you as a man or as a black man or whatever the case may be. So I think just in general, this just is definitely a representation of how bad the Cavs have been since LeBron left, literally. It has been. I mean, he's also a, a college coach coming to the NBA. It's a little different coming from one part where you're basically trying to develop mm -hmm. young men to be able to go on the court and and play well for you, but in the NBA, it's like this: everybody's grown men, so nobody's gonna really like tolerate disrespect like that. I mean, you, you look at it even with uh, speaking on college coaches. 
Calipari tried to do the NBA route and it didn't work out for him. And he's a GOAT when it comes to college basketball. So it's definitely a different breed. But I still think that falls in on the Cavs organization. Why you hire him? You hired a college coach. He was coming off success. Like Michigan made the the chip a couple years ago. It sounds good. Like mm. two two times in the last like six, seven years they made the, the finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a hot name out there, but but yeah, I mean, I, I get, I get what you're saying on that aspect, but it's like we've seen this story before. College coach has success, and the thing is, there's other options out there. They should have kept Talu, if anything. Yeah, should have kept Talu, and seeing the situation, oh, it's a college coach having success that has no experience at all yet in the NBA. I mean. If I'm a GM and I hear the owner like we want to get John Beeline, I would just start singing. I heard it all before. <laughs> like I'm not going to fall in that track. And the season's not even over. My man didn't even finish half of a season, mm-hmm. and he's resigning. And he signed a five year deal. Five year deal. That's that's, a, that's the other thing. So all right, I want to test the waters. You give him a five year contract. They must have thought he was it. You it's don't not, you don't you don't start dating somebody and off the rip two weeks in, hey, I got you this ring. Like, no, you don't Oh, that's not how you do it. No. I'm <laughs> well, we see how you do it. Yo! Oh my god. You want salt on the wound? Come on, man. It's about... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Uh... Cause baby, I'm a thug. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, man. So uh, speaking of that, you mentioned how John Beeline had success. The thing is, which often comes up in sports, right? What is the definition of success? What defines you being a successful player, being a successful coach? What defines that? Like, we obviously have a different definition when it comes to it, like, in life. But specifically sports, what makes somebody successful? Like, we see it all the time, especially with players. Like, oh, well, how many rings does he have? Well, he was a walking bucket. What is success to you mm-hmm. in regard to sports? Are we starting with? I mean, you can define it different ways. Like, for a player, the easiest way is to look at, like, oh, how many how many points am I scoring or – how many wins I'm able to to help my team get. But I think that like in order to be successful, like you need those people that aren't stars to be able to, you know, come in and develop. That's why it's so important for like all these one and done players who come into the NBA or these young players who come into the NFL to they need development still they're not Mm -hmm. ready to help a team necessarily right away some are i know there's some some special cases but not every not everybody is able to come straight into the league and and just set it on fire it's like you Mm -hmm. need time like people coming from college they're not going to have more time and opportunities to develop their game which some are going to put that time in and that'll help them be successful, and some aren't, and they'll, they'll fizzle out and you know play overseas, or they won't even be in the league anymore. So I think. And you speaking specifically on like on basketball, right? Right now, yeah. Right now, okay. What's your thoughts, man? Yeah, we're saying in general. Um, yeah, specifically with sports. What in sports? Yeah, what defines success for you? Miles touched on basketball specifically, so we can stay on that basketball topic. What's success I mean, in uh, basketball? Like, yeah, I mean, like, in general, I'll say effort and work ethic, and you mm-hmm. got to love the game. I'll say those three. Mm-hmm. You got to love You got to love what you're doing, you know? You can be good at it all you want, but are you going to be, you know what I'm saying? You can be You can be good at it. You can be me and you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're better than me. You're more talented than me at basketball, right? Left hand, right hand, you can shoot. You can read a defense, right? But if you don't love the game, you know, what are you doing it for? You might not put more of an impact on it than me. Mm-hmm. I might show you more effort. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's like motor. Like when they were talking about Andrew Wiggins, you mm-hmm. know, does he really love the game? You know, things like that. Um, 
you got you got to really love what you're doing. And then and it, the effort though, the effort is, I say more so the uh, the main thing. You know, you can't just and we're saying just basketball. You can't just go out there and just try to score points, mm-hmm. but not care about defense. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. When I mean... it, getting your teammates involved, you know, you have to love every aspect of it. Are you gonna go home? Are you gonna study? Are you gonna study afterwards? You know, are you gonna mm-hmm. all all of that plays a factor. I mean, this might be a corny answer, but I think success in uh, basketball specifically is subjective. I say it in this regard. If you ask Charles Barkley, well, did he have a successful career? He's going to tell you yes, but he ain't got no rings. Mm-hmm. You ask Shaq, Shaq going to say the same thing. Yeah, successful career. So I think it's subjective, and I think also it's not a black and white thing. Because it all depends on your situation. When you look at, I was listening to KG the other day. KG wanted to win. Minnesota wasn't getting him help. So let's say he stayed in Minnesota and never got a ring. You see what I'm saying? So it's also, the players, I completely agree how much you love the game, the effort, and you want to be a winner. The thing is, like you're saying though, not only the players, but upper management plays a factor in your success. And winning that aspect because it's out of your hands if my man's the owner right here and yo we got this free agent he want to come play i ain't gonna pay him so now i'm not i'm not giving the tools to be successful in the winning aspect to get the rings to get oh yeah conference championship so then you what happens at success after that how many points you scored yeah. Your rebounds per game and stuff like that. And people get paid, obviously, to debate, you know. So that's going to always be a conversation right there. But even on that aspect, statistically, we know what it is. Like growing up, we would see people nowhere near as good, but the person that's averaging 12 assists, yeah, you might get looks and, like, yo, that's dope. But everybody pays attention to the person who get in the bucket. Yeah, Jabari Parker said it, and people kind of rubbed it the wrong way. But he, it was facts. He's like, "Look, I ain't really focused on nothing else but getting buckets. That's what's gonna get me paid." And up to recently, like within the last five years, the first person to really get a nice big contract and not really get buckets, Patrick Beverly. He's known strictly as a defender. He can score, mm-hmm. but this is the first time in a while where you see a defensive player get a big contract. You see what I'm saying? So it's like success is very subjective, and it kind of is skewed in a sense of, you know, the biggest thing and the most important thing they want to know, who gets buckets, who's putting the ball in the, ball in the hole. Yeah. Like You're I, right. My pops used to, I mean, we go, my pops used to do it to me all the time in high school. Like, yo, I don't care how many assists you got, did you score? <laughs> and at first, I'm like, yo, bro, like I'm just trying to play the game right. I'm just trying to win. Well, guess what? The scouts, they as much as they try to tell you, oh yeah, we want to see who played the game right. And we've all been to the G League tryouts, and we've been to the overseas camps, and the person that's there jocking, everybody, yo. Oh, come here. We want to talk to you. That's just the fact. They pay attention more to who's putting the ball in the hole. Yeah, because, I mean, we even do it with each other at, like, the gym and stuff, too. Wait, oh, he was getting buckets? Oh, yeah, let me pick him up for the next game, you know? Yeah. Oh, wait, I had a question, too. Did you have scouts looking at you? Uh, In high school? Mm Mm-hmm. At one point, but, uh, yeah, my high school coach didn't really play me, so... Mm. When um, <laughs> I was getting scouts. You want to shout them out? <laughs> nah, I ain't going to even give nope, them that. No free pump. No free pump. No free pump. I'm not going to give them that uh, time of day. If I make it, make it, you know, get that overseas contract, I'm going to definitely shout them out. But hey. um, that's actually where Benchmop comes from. So my senior year, I had a couple scouts come into the game. And the game where. A scout for a college, I'm not going to name the college, came to the game. He did not play me the whole game. 
That's and my crazy. man's new because the scout came and talked to him. Was like, yeah, we're coming to see Antonio. He was hating like that. He ain't playing me that whole game, bro. Sat on the bench, my family did, and they just looking confused. I like, know you were sick. Oh, yeah, after that, it kind of flipped a switch in my head where, uh, put it this way, I became like Dennis the Menace. And for the next three years after I graduated, they talked about not being a player like me. So bench mob came from this. Shout out my boy Matt Ed. Uh, it was us three players that uh, were on the bench that deserved, we felt deserved to play more minutes, specifically starter minutes. So we would do stuff like flip our jerseys inside out, backwards, and put West Orange on the back of our jerseys. And when the coach asked why y'all knock out, you know, you switch your jerseys around. We would say stuff like, we carry the team. We put West Orange on our back. So we just mm. would do stupid stuff like that just to not listen. You know, we do five <laughs> on five. Oh, we playing the starters? We would not do nothing like whole practice. But as soon as we play the starters, we're going to bust they behind every single time. And then look at the coach like, yo, why aren't we playing? Damn. So... You know, it carried throughout the rest of the season. We tortured the JV and the freshman team, and they were scared of us. And my boy Ed would just do stuff like hide people's shorts and throw them in the garbage and spit on them. And whoa, just crazy stuff we would do. We, uh, my boy Matt, we like jumped on one of our teammates just for the heck of it. And we came to school the you next jumped day. Jumped on him? One of our other teammates. We just beat him up real quick. So, the funny thing is, we just was saying with each other like, "Yo, we what we the, the bench." New, what like, in the North New Jersey was going on? We the we the bench players, right? So we come to school, probably like two weeks after this, we come to school one day, and there's some freshmen in the hallway like, "Yo, can we join?" We looking like join what? <laughs> they like the bench mob, and it started right there. It was like the bench mob. It was like, "Yeah, we see how y'all be protecting each other." And they thought we was like a gang. We was oh, like, oh, see. we about to run with this. So we created a whole handshake. Oh, bench mob. And we see kids in the hallway doing it. We bench mob. We be him. We be him. So that's where that started from, actually from high school. Like that mindset of being under undervalued, overlooked. But still, we know. We knew the whole time. We was just as valuable as the starters, just as important as the starters. Um, and I wasn't mature enough to understand playing your role. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a Lou Will um, and the people that is big, Jamal Crawford, six men in a year. At that time, I just was like, yo, if you're not starting, you're not important. So I immaturely acted out, and that's how Benchmark came about. Shout out to Benchmark, West Orange High School, class of 2011. Y'all that crazy. was a bad senior year. I start, and you got me ready to come off the bench my next game. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm ready to come off the bench now. Nah, I don't want to start. <laughs> It changed. I definitely, as I got older, I realized like it was really uh, immature, but I didn't understand it back then. Like it was who's starting, who's getting a name called, and I ain't had that maturity to understand. Like, yo, it's actually cool to be on the bench. At least we know it's coming from a good place. Oh yeah, of course, all day, every day, for sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of. coming from a good place and success and making changes. The NFL is currently in talks with the CBA of trying to do a new uh, agreement with the CBA. One of the things that came up as something that they have to vote on, they are deciding hopefully to have a new playoff format. They want to have 14 teams in the playoffs. How it's going to be set up is that the first, the top two teams will get the first week by and there will actually be, I think they said an extra two games on Wild Card Weekend. It'll be six games Wild Card Weekend. Um, the two teams, one of the incentives for them, if you are the two top teams, you still get the players still get paid playoff pay for that week, even though they aren't paying. A lot of players have, you know, expressed their dislike for it. J.J. Watt, for example, um, tweeted out basically saying he just said no, like that's not it. Um, some of the fans really like the idea because obviously they want more football. Um, one of the fans tweeted back at <laughs> Mr. Watt from the Texans. He said, can you please pay past uh, eight games and then you can talk about if we should have extra games or not. <laughs> what are your thoughts on possibly, they thinking this is going to happen, but possibly 
more games nah. play a format different. Nah, I'm not feeling that. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Nah, I like it the way it is. It's it's cool like this. It ain't. It's good. Now, just uh to give a little perspective, if this playoff format was around this year, the Rams and the Steelers would have been in the playoff based off of how this format is uh coming about. Yeah. Nah, we good. Keep it same, same. Yeah, keep it the same. I mean, I, I don't think it's. I would say no, just because like more games adds more risk. You know, it's not like football is the safest sport out there, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't make any sense to add more games and more violence to the league. I mean, I don't know how much more money that the players would get out of this, but the the main thing is the owners are gonna get more money out of yeah they still more get their seasons season games out there they still get their uh tv market share and everything like that that percentage still stays the same <clears throat> i think they're just probably trying to make a little bit more money but it's just a different format and it's more football uh i wouldn't agree with having more playoff games um i know that there's thinking about cutting the preseason to only two games instead of four. I would prefer that uh, than having four preseason games because it gets a little a little bit whack, you know. The I mean, first the preseason's kind of a joke just because, like, the starters play the first series, the first two games, mm-hmm. and then just come out. and then Yeah, that's it. And you just watch the backups. Yeah, unless you really love the sport that much to watch second, third stringers who more than likely half of them – won't make the roster i think that definitely should be something that they cut from it is the amount of preseason games um you know i'm a cowboys fan so it don't matter it don't don't matter we're not gonna win the super bowl anytime soon so it could be more playoff games or not at least you know it won't affect me. I'm one that shout out to Stephen A. I am one of the most realistic. Yeah, because I think I Cowboys think fans. Cowboys fans are the most unrealistic. I'm realistic in sports. I've been saying for the last four or five years, we're not winning a Super Bowl. Jerry Jones is the equivalent of like James Dolan to me, mm-hmm. like <laughs> on everything, man. Um, but better though. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't believe in Dak Prescott either. But that's a whole nother. Uh, Topic for a whole other day. Yeah, bring Jameson. He's gonna help y'all. I'm mm. sure. Speaking of uh, things that don't make sense, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw. I mean, you guys obviously saw, but uh, for those who haven't, Antonio Brown uh, just recently was working out and the machine slammed him in his head, and uh, people were saying, you know, this probably could affect. Furthermore, the CTE, which is alleged, it has not been proven yet that he has CTE, but many people think he has CTE with all his outbursts and erratic behavior over the last two or three years. What are your thoughts on the AB situation as a whole? We'll start off with that question. With everything that's gone on, you know, he made up with his wife now, the, well, the mother of his children. He's apologized to Ben Roethlisberger, didn't know how good he had it. He's apologized to the NFL, to the commissioner, to the Patriots, to Tom Brady. He went on a whole apology tour on Twitter. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the whole situation? I mean, he'd be great at marketing because he's able to keep his name <laughs> At the top of everybody's conversation. That's the first thought that comes in your mind with, with everything that's happened with him? He probably want him on the Jets, don't he? That's I don't. what he wants. I don't. That's what he wants. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, he's he's good at keeping his name out there. Even if he's not even on the field, he's trending on Twitter. Mm. Uh, even though it's stupid stuff that he's doing. Because you see him more on the shade room than you see him on the field. Like... You see him on shade room and baller alert, like. And I feel like this only this came about like in the last year, like he was always outspoken, like he needs the ball and all that stuff, but he was never doing off the field stuff like this. So then, when he signed with the Raiders, he did all that stuff in hard knocks, mm-hmm. and they had a camera on him the whole time. So he's like, mm-hmm. "All right, this is gonna help me build my brand and all that right mm-hmm. now." 
And then I guess he realized he didn't want to play for the Raiders, so he did all this stuff with the, you know, burned his feet and all this stuff to, and wasn't practicing because of a helmet. Exactly. Stuff that stuff that's so small to exactly. complain about. Then he gets signed by the Patriots, then all this stuff about, you know, him and some women come out and they cut him. So now he's not on a team and it's kind of like, all right, what am I going to do? I have all this free time. So now <laughs> he's making music. Rap star, rap star. Rap star, yeah, AB. We just, it's funny we, we even mentioned that. We just, for y'all that didn't know, we just were talking about um, mutual friends that, well, associates that we know have dropped mixtapes that are not that good. Mm. Um, have y'all even listened to AB's rap? Nah. Dad, y'all didn't even give it a chance. On Instagram. I, I so listened real quick. Y'all listen to all the trash rappers in your town, but you didn't give AB no, a chance? I no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't listen to anybody in my town. Wow. I su- Wait. I support y'all, though. <laughs> Wait, how do you my- do that? How do you support them but not... What's your thoughts on the AB situation as a whole? I think he saw... Well, he knows how good he had it before. Now it's, oh, oh I'm sorry. You know, oh, I'm sorry over here. Mm-hmm. Get back with baby mom. It looks good over here. You know, well, I don't know what their situation is. I'm not going to speak on that. But uh, now, now you saw how how good you had it. Freaking. Um, Does he, though? It doesn't. He had it good. He had it good. Genuine. Like, he just feels. Feels like he's forced. That's what I'm saying. He had it good. That's why he's apologizing now. That's what I see. That's what I see. You 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 go to the Patriots where where they revitalize careers and you messed that up. You messed everything up. Yeah, but then someone needed to take his phone because he was posting, like directing shots at Bill Belichick, and then he's adding. Tom Brady on Instagram, like, yo, we need to get this back on on schedule. Like, let's get the band back together. Like, I don't know what he was doing, but if if you need somebody to market your stuff, <laughs> AB will make sure it's. Can he market the Jets to the playoffs? Yeah, I know you're you're a Green Bay Packers fan because <laughs> you like Lil Wayne. That's why. Lil Wayne likes the Packers, and I just happen to like the Packers. All right. I mean, my thoughts on the whole situation with AB, it's uh, honestly it's sad to me. I think it's a, the bigger picture is something mental. Like, I really think he should, you know, get that checked out as in regards of it could be CTE. Um, from the timeline of, like, everything that's happened with, you know, the things that he said and getting more erratic behavior, from what I can remember, like you said, he's always been outspoken, but on this level... I think it really happened after that Vontez Burfick hit. And that's where the, to me, where it kind of went down here after that. I don't think he really, the concussion protocol was not even that strict back then. So I think he probably really had a concussion. CTE, as we saw with Junior Seahow, the Aaron Hernandez situation, CTE really does have an effect on a person's mental. Mm-hmm. From again from like humble beginnings of being undrafted and going to a lower level school like this doesn't what he's doing now doesn't seem like who he really is at heart and when you got cte that can have an effect on your decision making and things of that nature and maybe maybe he's getting help now and that's why he's you know coming to the point of apologizing and everything like that and making peace with his baby moms and things of that nature but for me, my thoughts on like the situation is sad because it's like pure example, as you said, Patriots. They literally will go down a list of free agents, and they'll see who has a criminal background. Say we'll take them. Mm-hmm. By the time they done being on the Patriots, they model citizens. Mm-hmm. So nobody, from what it seemed like, really wanted AB after that whole debacle with the Raiders and I'm not playing because of the helmet and this that and the third you were just saying how much you loved the organization and you flipped on them that like at the drop of a dime they still pick them up mm-hmm. and you messed that up so I think bigger picture it's something mental that's going on that he needs help with with everything that's happened though 
would you sign a B? And if you think he should be signed, do you have a team in mind that he can go to to actually help them out? I would. It's, it's just funny though because with all that he's done in the last year, you know, a team is still gonna go out there and pick him up. Who? Any team? What? You wouldn't want a B? No, he's a locker room cancer. I don't want him there. You oh, have a real? team in mind you you think would sign. Well, you're speaking on as you, but no, these teams who want to win, if the best receiver in the league is out the there, the Patriots and, cut him. Okay, that was because of the whole backlash from the he, and, sexual assault. And, yeah. and and backtracking too. Even when he uh, did, you see when he uh, went and apologized on the Breakfast Club? Mm-hmm. It was like a backhanded, you know, apology. Like I'm just doing it. Like you know, when he apologized to Ben Roethlisberger, he didn't yeah. really apologize for real. Like. He sort of took it back after he said it. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't. I nah, I wouldn't want him. Do you have a team in mind that could use him though? No. But <laughs> but there's a bunch the, of teams out there that could use him though. What you we just any said of the that. playoff teams? We any, just said that. <laughs> he just said. Wait, wait, what did you just ask him? Do you have any teams in mind? And that then he said no. Him? And then what did you ask him again? There's plenty of teams what? out there that could sign him though. Oh. You're speaking as like a, a fan. No, Most fans I'm would say, I don't as want a him. realist, I would not want him on my team. And that's like, why you're not a GM. Because you'd make dumb decisions like oh this. You wouldn't goodness. pick up. You a... made a dumb decision being a Jets fan. <laughs> <laughs> goodness gracious. You've been a Packers fan for five minutes. And you no, talk, no, that's a lie. Me. Ask, my mom watched the podcast. Hey, look, <laughs> I used to have a David Levins jersey. First of all, do your Googles. Do your Googles when I you get a chance. I Google that. You pull a, one name out of a hat. <laughs> I used to have a David Levins jersey. I was like, you know what? This green and yellow. I'm a, I'm a Packers fan. That's how you know. He didn't even have no star. It was just some random bench player. Hey, man. I'm a I, Packers I, fan. I really was about to ask. Like, I was from David? Odell's word. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> who's David Levins? Are I you had sure? a David Levins jersey, and, you, I had a, and I had a Brett Favre jersey. But this is not even sure about me. Are you sure that was a uh, Packers a, jersey? Or was see, it now he's trying to switch it back on me. This isn't even about me. This is about a... A local city around you, you know. No, 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 no. It wasn't. This no. is about AB. Pee Wee Football League. No, this no, is no. about A. I'm about to really Google that. Who is that? Go ahead. Do your Google. I've never even heard of it, but I'm not a Packers fan, so I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, you uh, It's probably a weak character or something. I don't know. <laughs> a weak character? Wait, so um, <clears throat> you said, what's the name again? David Levins. Levins? Yeah, why, Levins. Why would you? Levins? Wait, why is this on me? Like. I just I just want to see because I oh, really didn't ahead, I didn't I didn't know who that was. Use Google's. I was really kind of. But the uh, main point is that you wouldn't be a good GM because. No, the main. A part star, is... that's the thing. A star, even though he's he's a bonehead, making dumb choices. If he comes on your team right now, that automatic auto, automatically oh, makes you. Oh okay. That I still much don't better. know who it is, but it's a uh, a running back for the Packers back in the day. No, I knew that. Oh my bad. I see. He, he had me look it up. I showed him the picture. He's on my own. Yeah, I already knew. I mean, to me. He wasn't a star. That's the point, though. He had a, a running back jersey who <laughs> third string. Hey, man. <laughs> I didn't know they sold third string. Can you back. stop believing me? Next thing. <laughs> Ordered it offline. Um, <laughs> eBay. There was no eBay back then. <laughs> Five ninety. You millennial? <laughs> <laughs> me, personally, uh. I personally, as a GM, I wouldn't sign him. Only depending on what the characters and you know the type of locker room that I had, if we was able to handle something like that. Um, just like you know, when To towards his end of his career, still talented, teams were hesitant because they're like, all right, we don't know how it's going to affect our locker room. So, I think a team is going to give him a chance. Of course, I personally wouldn't. I'd rather give Des Bryant a chance. Before I give, all right now now we're getting real disrespectful now. I, I get it, I get it. You're a Cowboys fan. What? I'm not even saying for us. I'm saying in general, I'd rather give Des Bryant a chance over yeah. Antonio Brown with all quiet. the headaches, all the everything that's going on. But can we admit that AB is a better receiver than Des Bryant? Of course, of course. But I'm saying, and who would be able to help their team more right now? Des Bryant. All right, what, what's his is name? It, is it not also mental? <laughs> How long are you going to have A.B. on the team? How many games are you going to really be there? You give it, what, two, three games before, all right, now the, the rock, locker room is actually was lit on fire. 
don't think I got to worry Des about Bryant. Des Bryant tweeting out um, crazy stuff or, you know. Yeah, Des Bryant been out the league for uh, almost a year now. He's hungry. He already knows his opportunities probably are slim. So, like, he's not going to be a, a problem in the locker room. Hopefully. No, nah, he should. I believe in I believe in Des Bryant more than I do Antonio Brown. Yeah, that too. Yeah, as personality wise, but play wise, ten out of ten, you should take A B over Des Bryant, clearly. I mean he put a he had fourteen touchdowns the year before he, last year. But just because somebody's good doesn't mean you want them on your team though. That they're a good fit. Mm, speak well, of that's it. the whole point mm. though. That's the whole Miles, point. Don't you, you know. want good players on your team? But they might yeah, not be a good fit. Yeah, but if they fit. got a bad, nasty mm. attitude, I don't want to play with them. And you know, because mm. you play sports, you don't want that cancer on your team. Mm. And you know that. We got one right here. He on Me? My squad. <laughs> oh, I think I'm a, I think I'm a great teammate. <laughs> Since uh, that's, a, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since we fighting on, you know, A. B. Des Bryant, who it should be. Speaking of fighting, this weekend you got the Deontay Wilder fight. Versus Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, forty-two and zero, one tie, forty-one knockouts. Fury is twenty-nine and zero, one tie, twenty knockouts. That one tie came against each other. This is round two of the fight. Who do you guys have winning this fight? It's a heavyweight fight, also, by the way. For those that don't know, that don't watch boxing, it's it's gonna be a tough one. It's gonna be a tough one. Right now, I saw they got Fury as the favorite right now. Mm-hmm. But that might be a good bet, honestly. <laughs> he was winning the fight. If y'all watched the first fight, he was mm-hmm. winning the fight up until, you know, he was sleeping on the canvas. <laughs> Once that happened, it kind of <laughs> changed the, the scorecards a little bit. But he was definitely winning the fight. He was hitting Wilder with more shots. Mm-hmm. He's ducking more shots than he's getting hit. He got caught with a good one, but <laughs> I don't know. I got my money on uh, Fury. I got my money on Wilder, yo. Wait, you said you got your money on Fury? I didn't catch that. I like. I think Fury could get it done. All right, we're going to make sure. Uh, this is uh, okay. You yeah. want to write that down? You could. It's yeah, fine. It's February is, 21st. Really Skip Bayless of like, the podcast. Like. No, how are we gonna switch it up? No, First two episodes, you were saying you wild now. stuff. It's you now. I'm sorry. It's you're you. saying wild stuff that don't make any sense, and it's now you. it's you. So you going with Wilder? Yeah, I'm going with Wilder. Why? Let me hear it. Let me let me let. I just elaborate feel, a little I, bit. No, 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 no. I just feel like Wilder gonna knock my man's head off. I just I like the way how Wilder come out. I just like his approach and everything. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, <laughs> he's he swinging. Only, he's he swinging. Only, yeah. And a twelve round fight, that's not gonna last. Yeah, he's gonna, that get long. Him, he gonna get him out of there early. That's why, early. It's cool. It's cool. I'm rocking with. I don't know. Uh, two don't against know three on this one. I'm going against uh, two against one. I know you're rocking with Wilder. Just I'm rocking say, with. Yeah. I'm rocking with Wilder, man. I'm. Uh, it's hard to bet against him. I'm not gonna bet against him on that one. Uh, speaking of though, give me your top five fighters. Of all time, and I want it in order, not just a random five. I want your top five. You got it's ironic, y'all can't see this right now, but he has a Muhammad Ali hoodie on, so I'd love to hear that. Should be number one on everybody's list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, well, uh, Johan might say Pacquiao or something, <laughs> he, a, he a wild boy over here, he got wild takes. All right, Johan, you go first. Who's your top five fighters? Even though I'm not like an expert person, like if, wait, wait, we, this is just boxes, right? Yeah, just boxes. Oh, no, you can't say Rocky; he's not real. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you trying to disrespect me? Um, Creed, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Yo, why are y'all bullying me, there? Yo? Yo, we need Ace back here, man. We need Ace like right here, man. Defending me. Oh, we don't advocate <laughs> bullying, by the way, but go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, go Ali. Uh-oh. Ali first. Taking deep breaths. He ain't even <laughs> four deep in yet. Because <laughs> oh, I'm trying. <laughs> oh. Do I go Mayweather next? Is she a list? How you acting yeah, nice? That's a hot take, but. 
because you know, I'm not a real expert like in boxing, but am I going like like right off a record or just like who? Because Mayweather fights are boring to me. Well, but he wins, a, though, you know? But that's what I'm saying. It's up to you who you going with your uh, top five. Like, a lot of people say his fights are boring, but the man wins. You can't say nothing about that. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't even give a fuck. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not validated on boxing enough, but, um, cause I would, I wouldn't, but I mean, I know that's my one and two, though. That's your one I mean, because if we're going just, by, we're going strictly by wins, right? It's back to no, our conversation on what on do wins. you define as success in sports? And shoot, he went in. So I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go Ali Mayweather. I, I'm not really, I can't really break down boxing enough. Like, get too technical with it. Yeah, right, Miles. Well, number one, of course, you know, Ali. Uh, I got number two. I'd have to put Tyson up there. Uh, I was about to say, talk to me nice. Or Tyson would be number one if you know all that stuff. With him didn't happen. If, yeah, if he stayed focused. If he stayed focused, he'd have been the top dog. Number three, I can't put Mayweather yet. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier. Okay. Okay. Number four, I'll put Mayweather in there. He's got to be in the top five. Fifty, mm-hmm. 50 and zero. Regardless of how you get there, it's still impressive. Of course. And five. Damn, it's tough. One more. I'm going to throw Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray Leonard in there? Sugar Ray Leonard in there. My top five, I'm going to go with Ali, Tyson, I put Sugar Ray on him. I'm gonna put Joe Frazier. And Mayweather makes my top he makes the top five. Um only reason why I wouldn't put him higher, yes, he's undefeated. I just feel as though he and I'm a Mayweather fan, the money team. But his fights are hard to watch. Like he doesn't go out there trying to knock yeah. people out. He goes out there. Trying My to issue with tag him you up with his fighting, I actually like it because to me it's beautiful how you can't hit him. Yeah, like, he's dissecting you, it. Yeah, basically. he's dissecting it. You can't you can't hit what you can't see. Like all right, you can say what you want. I don't have the power, but you cannot hit me. Like ooh, duck, duck. My thing is, I don't like his selection of who he chooses to fight. Like, the Pacquiao fight, to me, should have happened way... Way sooner than it did. Earlier, mm-hmm. before it happened. So, to me, it's just... I get it, and it makes sense, but I feel as though, like, you feel me? Like, he set up his fights in a way that he knew he was going to win. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, to protect himself, not to challenge himself, Wait, who per se. He, who's he about to fight next? Um, who? Who did he say he wanted to fight? Did he say he wanted to fight? Uh, they rumored that he might be doing the Conor McGregor fight. I'm gonna say yeah, he wanted to fight uh, McGregor again, right? But you can't even judge him off those fights. That's like yeah, the McGregor fight. For, like, that's that's what, exactly what I'm saying. Like for your 50th win, right? It's McGregor. That should who be like know, an asterisk next to that. 50th who we know win, is not. Like, that's like all right, yeah. exactly. That's. And if you watch that fight, it was a joke. Like he, McGregor, even at one point, like took him in a headlock and just started punching him. I'm like, you can't do <laughs> this. But yeah, he thought it was UFC for a second. But I mean, we can't leave out Joe Lewis either. I mean, he would probably be up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's one of those like older fighters that nobody remembers from like back in the early 1900s. That's your time period, right? Feel like it the way I'm. I'm old now. Yeah. By the way, y'all can't see under the table. He's icing his knees right now. Yeah. Last right. <laughs> thing we're gonna end off the show with. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna just talk about, you know, to end off the show, give y'all a little bit more perspective, a little bit more into our lives about us. Have any of y'all ever been cut from a team? You know, what was y'all approach? How did y'all feel about it? Um, 
What were y'all thoughts on it? I got my idea. I forgot this was even up here. Yeah, I got cut, man. Um, seventh grade and eighth grade, like, and I never tried out for no team after that again. I was like, you know what? Forget it. But um, but no, that's not the that's not the mindset you should have. Mm -hmm. I would just everybody on the um, I had just moved there, so I mean, and I wasn't even that good, you know. I just thought I was gonna hop up there and just. You know, play ball or whatever. Typical people with height. <laughs> oh wow! And I wasn't even tall back then, so. Yeah, that's what we'll go with. Wow. So, okay. Um. I probably I probably got like a few buckets. Um. Every, like everybody really knew each other. It's not like they was passing me the ball or whatever. You get mm -hmm. the ball when you can. It's like right, I gotta try to score now. You know. So I mean. Yeah. I think that system needs to be set up different though. Like how you. You know how you're judging um and tryouts and yeah stuff and tryouts like that, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, seventh eighth grade, I got cut same same times. You know. Yeah, one of the most famous people ever that got cut was uh, Mike Jordan, and we all know how he approached him being cut and used it as fuel. I mean, even years later at his Hall of Fame speech, he had <laughs> one of the people who made the team who made the team that he got cut for at his Hall of Fame speech to shout him out like, yo, you the reason why I'm here right now because I, like, years later, this joke still had a chip on the shoulder like, yeah, they never should have cut me for you. So he obviously took it in a different approach. He could have at least decked him out in, like, a Gucci suit or something. <laughs> You're going to oh, call him out, shine the light on him like that. Shine a light on <laughs> Have you ever been a... <laughs> Cut from a team, basketball, uh, football. I know um, you play baseball, golf, and bowling, and all that. Have you ever been? Uh, he definitely. He definitely. I never played golf. Player. Yeah, I played I, baseball though. Bad, I'm yeah. better at baseball. Badminton. Badminton, cricket. <laughs> Montclair uh, All Star. Like eighth grade year, I got cut. Uh, trying Which out sport? for it was basketball. Basketball. Trying out for Jersey Knights. I don't know if y'all heard. Oh of yeah, I know Jersey Knight. Yeah, everybody used to try out for Jersey Knight back then, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the tryouts are different. Like they, it's very heavily guard oriented. Mm -hmm. They got the ball in their hands. They're making the decisions. Like if you're not dribbling the ball, it's kind of hard to make an impact in a tryout. But mm. I mean, you can't let that discourage you from trying. After that, I hate it because some people, you, you know, like Johan, just give up and mm -hmm. they're not gonna pursue it after that. I mean, until later on. But some people use that as fuel, like you said, Mike Jordan. He got cut sophomore year, came back, and probably, I mean, not probably, he is the greatest player of all time. We gonna talk about that next week. Mm. <clears throat> we will talk about that next week. Um, it's not that hard, folks. For me, uh, I got cut my sophomore year of high school. Uh, <laughs> basically, what happened for me, I made the team freshman year. I was new in town. Uh, not, the coach really didn't know me. The uh, quarterback of the football team was also on the team. And I don't know how it was for y'all. Well, you didn't play in freshman. But um, for our team at freshman, they voted as the team who would be the captain and the votes came in split between me and the quarterback. I'll never forget this. Like it was really yesterday came after practice. Everybody left. The coach comes to me and says, you've been voted co-captain. I do not know why, but they voted you captain. Even though you got cut. No, this is freshman oh, year. This is freshman year. So I'm, I'm painting the picture. So sophomore year, I'm killing it in tryouts. This is football right now, right? Basketball. Okay, basketball. My mom ain't let me play football. Uh, oh, okay. Killing you it. said quarterback, so I was trying. Yeah, no, he played. He was the quarterback on okay. football. That's smart. You might have been like AB. <laughs> hey, literally AB right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, saw me. I'm killing it, and you know the coach, JV, varsity coach calls in. And, of course, they talk to the freshman coach, like, yo, how this player play, boom, 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 boom. Varsity coach looks me in my eye. He says, you got talent. But word on the street is from the freshman coach, you're talented, but you have Allen Iverson's attitude. I'm going to cut you. 
I can't even lie. Again, back then, I did not have any perspective on anything but basketball. Stopped doing work, stopped doing my stuff, and that's like was in a depression, real like high key, really in a depression. And I literally stopped talking to the dude that was my friend that I got cut for. We was in the room together, and I was like, oh, word, bet I ain't got nothing to say to you, even though it wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. But I get in a sense on a lower level. That next year, I purposely singled them out in tryouts. Purposely. They still let him be on the team. They started him. Because, yeah, you know, he already knows the system. Boom, boom, boom. I made it my mission. I learned every play and singled him out every scrimmage. I guarded him. I made sure I dropped buggers on him to the point that he quit. He didn't even play. Oh, wow. And I started and then that was it. So I get Jordan's mindset. Uh, my story is not as far from finish. Uh, you know, maybe y'all be seeing this on season two, season three, mm. overseas playing ball. But mm. Talk about I it. definitely get the motivation and the drive um, after being cut. That was one of the worst feelings of my life, and I didn't want anything like that to happen again. But uh, that's just me right there, you know. This is episode three, wrapping it up of the bench mod. We are on all streaming platforms. We are still working on getting on Apple Music. You know, they just have a more strenuous process, but we are on Spotify, Google, the Breaker app, Anchor app. We are everywhere. Episode three. Make sure y'all watch it, share it, the whole nine. Hit us up if y'all have any topics, any thoughts, any questions. It's episode three. We out. Facts. Right. Bench mod. Peace. Peace.